basically, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna have your Airbnb business, you need to understand your niche and what it is within that business you're gonna be doing and create a strategy around that that's very, very clear. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. This is episode 55, and again, it's a solo ep, but Micah couldn't join us, but I will try my best to bring the Airbnb and um, share economy goodness to y'all. So, we are in episode 55, and I have a special guest for y'all. Her name is Rachel Prince, and she's from Indianapolis. Give it up for Rachel. Hi, Rach. (laughs) Hey, thanks. Can I call you Rach, or or does that have to be Rachel? Oh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's very sweet. Yes, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm kind of sweet. Anyways, (laughs) okay, this is going to be a fun episode. And, um, you know, this is the first time... Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, it better be, right? It will. <laughs> Very confident Rachel Prince over there. And, um, well, I know you and I have chit-chatted before, so I know we can, we can make this happen. We can make magic happen. Yeah, we'll make, we'll make something out of this, I'm sure. Um, this is the first time, it's pretty cool, a first time a guest has um, given me like a, a title to do the show. And it's a really, it's a really cool title, and she's a really, a really smart gal. So, I'll go ahead and read the. Do you want me to read the title, or did you want to read the title? Read it. Okay. Yeah, read it. See if I can read my handwriting. Okay, episode fifty-five is going to be about the top five tips to scale an Airbnb biz. You put biz there. In under six months, that's that's really awesome because I'd like to scale mine in under six months, big time. Well, re- good. You can be my level test pilot for this and see if I'm on track with my tips. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say guinea pig, you know. I'm, I'm working. I'm working <laughs> on it. Um, yeah, yeah, this is cool. And we are going to get to those tips. But uh, real quickly, I'd like to uh, maybe um, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell me, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, yeah, how'd you get into this whole Airbnb game? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm slightly embarrassed that I came up with the title for my own interview. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, let's be, you know, let's just call it open here. I have my own podcast, so that's kind of what I do. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's that's the Airbnb Entrepreneur and recently changed the name from Airbnb House Hacking, kind of evolved it. And um, so, yeah, it's the Airbnb Entrepreneur. We've got about, I've got about said, almost 20 episodes, and so I'm a little f- further behind than you guys but and Jasper, but other than that, <laughs> bringing it up slowly in the in the rear. It's kind of like the Kentucky Derby, but yeah, of course. <laughs> Just like that, right? <laughs> Just like the one that lost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was muddy. So, yeah, I'm here in Indy, and... Um, I was actually just uh, updating my website and looking at some of the old footage from a thing we did on TV last year, and I had just moved out to Indianapolis from Denver, from Denver, Colorado, and I had uh, just moved to Indy, just got a news feature for something I was doing with Airbnb, the host open uh, home tour, 
And I remember commenting on, or I, I watched myself commenting on in the interview that said, uh, Indy, Indianapolis, you know, where we are here. And it was just funny because everybody calls it Indy who's local, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was kind of new to saying Indy. And so it just kind of seemed a little uncomfortable. But now I, you know, I easily call it Indy, which, you know, short for Indianapolis. And I'm really loving it out here. And, you know, came out here last year, just needed a change and got my real estate life up and going, got my real estate license and started launching the business right away. It just kind of took off. And, you know, Denver, it was a little bit staler, I'd say, just because the the real estate market is a little bit more tapped out. And it's not, it's not fun for investors to buy Airbnb homes. There's, the formula doesn't work as well. Uh, and the legislation was really strict for primary residents. So they couldn't just buy a house and Airbnb it like they can out here right now. So, right. yeah, that's basically, you know, I came out here and grew my business in under a year. And now I have over 12, um, 12 properties that I manage and work with investors from all over the country. And some live in New York and Chicago and California. And so I work with them and I work to acquire properties, Airbnb properties, and I have a team that's growing. Uh, I have an assistant galore, and her name's Alexa, and every time I say her name, my Alexa at home gets, <laughs> lights up, she's doing it right now, she's talking right now. They're spying on us. I remember to call my assistant Lexa, but yeah, Alexa just got her real estate license, so now we're going to grow the real estate team and the business model. So my whole business model is based upon Airbnb real estate investing as opposed to just property management. There's no way in, in this life would I just want to do property management. Um, that is, as you may well know, it's grueling. It is not for the faint at heart. And so that is kind of why I decided to do that as a title, the topic today, because I realized that this takes a lot of grit and perseverance. And so... I wanted to kind of share with other people some of my successes. That sounds that sounds awesome. Um, that's cool. You're getting into the more of the investing side. Yeah, the um, property management. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I have one house, and it's enough of a beatdown. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And you're growing your team. And and uh, you mind asking how old? Uh, if I could ask, how old you are? Oh, how old? How old am I? Sorry, I didn't catch. Yeah. That. Yes, I am. I am in my fourth decade. I'm 42. 42. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't a tell from the bloomer, picture. You, yeah, you look oh, like in your 20s you. in your picture. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm 40 that myself. Was, and yeah. that pic- you're, oh, you're 40. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. 40 and a, and a dad. So. And a dad, Good yes. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. So that's cool. You, I mean, so you, did you did you try out real estate over there in Denver? Yes, as I was kind of alluding to, the real estate market out there just wasn't as fun to play with. It was it the market was just blowing up out there. It had already blown up, and so it wasn't very fun for investors, and it was stressful for buyers. And so it just yeah, and then the legislation was so. Um, 
harsh, or I, I should say it was, it was the primary residence legislation, so only homeowners that, you know, lived in their house in some areas and that or owned their home as their primary residence could Airbnb it. And so it kind of just crushed the market. People were being back taxed. It was just ugly for a while. So, and the real the real estate market was nice if you were if you had listings. That yeah, was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and so you chose Indy, and why did you choose Indy? That's a really good question. A lot of people ask me that, and one of the major reasons is because I went to a meetup one time and realized it was like some real estate. Um, it was some real estate workshop and I was like, yeah, this sounds interesting. I like what they're talking about. So, um, I decided to go and it turned out to be a fortune builders two day, three day workshop and just loved it. And, you know, they do, it's kind of inspirational. They do, they do a lot of inspirational talk, you know, like why aren't you doing something with the leg now? <laughs> Very Tony Robbins and do it, change now. And so I was just kind of at a point where I was like, oh, yeah, change. And then all of a sudden they had talked about Indianapolis in there. They had bought a couple houses for like 80000 And I was like, $80,000 you bought a house for? That's crazy. I'm selling houses for 564000 you know? Goodness. So I was like, that's ridiculous. So I got to check that out. So I went online, checked it out, had a friend who wanted to move out here also. So uh, we just packed up, came out, and I've been here ever since. And so I kind of equated to Dan Merrill. Thank you, Dan. And um, their work that they do. And so he's, they're, yeah, very inspirational fortune builders. I loved it. So you got to Indy and right away you bought a house or what? Yeah, right away bought a house in Garfield Park and just south of downtown. So it was actually, interestingly enough, kind of like the same style of house and same distance from a house that I had in Denver from downtown Denver. And the I figured if I could make that type of money... It, you know, a mile away from downtown Denver in Denver, then I could probably do the same with Indianapolis. And I think I'm a little further than a mile anyway. And it turned out, that, you know, when I first got here, I just rented the bleak out of my place. And sometimes I left and sometimes I just um, had a, you know, someone stay in a room. I think I made, you know, $1,700 in, uh, in a last uh, last year sometime and I was like Woohoo, okay that's good I can that was like when I pushed the market on my house but um you know my house is, is not that big so I decided I just didn't want to be doing it anymore in my own home and I just picked up a few really good clients and then it just kind of got some more clients and we yeah just took off from there I had one client buy like three properties for me right in a row so yeah it's, it was just um it was it's been good out here. Quite different from Denver. Yeah. How big was the house that you bought? Um, the house that I bought is probably just like 1,500 square feet. Okay. And that, is that still your primary residence? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm um, just about to build, um, I'm just about to build a unit in the back, like a, a grandma, grandma house, <laughs> an, ex, an ADU, a, a 
uh, accessory dwelling unit. So that, we'll that's see. awesome. I would love yeah, to, we'll I would love that, to do that. Yeah, it's. I think it's once you. I feel like if you don't want to buy another property, that is the next best thing to do to generate more cash flow quickly. Quickly, because you know you've got you can have a rental in the back, and or if you have you know a walkout basement or something like that with your house or duplex, then you know that's the next best thing because you don't have to have someone in your space, but you can have someone. Um, you know, renting out one of those units. And so it's a nice way to make a little extra income. If anything ever happens to any of your clients or whatever, you, you have that to fall back on. So I see it as kind of a an investment and also a, you know, a backup. Yeah. A plan. Yeah, and I think it's it's a good idea, especially because, um, well, right now, I mean, there's there's it's beginning to be, uh, la, 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 can't even talk. There's, there's more um, strict, strict legislation coming down the pipes than a lot of cities. And Arlington, where I live, is one of them. And but the the one thing that I do see that even with the strict strict legislation, is um, they still allow you to do it out of your house to do Airbnb out of your house. So if you do have like the grandma or the mother in law suite or whatever they call it, you can still continue doing your Airbnb thing. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, that is generally what happens. So that's that's exactly right. That's what happened. Yeah, for the people that had carriage houses in Denver, they were just really happy. <laughs> Some of them had put a lot of money into them and made them really nice. So they were just really, really kind of like the Airbnb plus. So, yeah, lucky them. So um, were you going from uh, um, a real liberal climate over there in Denver to uh, like a real conservative Midwest climate in Indianapolis? Um, are you talking about the weather, Stephen? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the people, the, you know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, I love the people out here. I think it was one of the things I noted that when I first arrived is the people are really sweet and still Midwest. And I think that I really appreciated that. I really, I really missed out on that in Denver because we had been so, um, Painted, if you will, by the influx and quick influx of all those people, you know. It was just what happened in Denver with just the everybody moving from California and all over the country and then with the cannabis and we making that legal, it just became it was crazy. I remember the drive to downtown from where I lived used to take ten minutes and then it was becoming like twenty to minutes to a half hour every day. It was ridiculous. So I just Personally, I couldn't. I couldn't take it. And then all the different personas and and things. I think the people out here suit me personally a lot better. I, or I feel like I just. I just like what's out here um, with the the personalities of the locals. You know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it just vibes with me. I like there. This is very neighborhood based. So each neighborhood, there's tons of little neighborhoods that really just are so connected. And they do all these really, you're, you're vibrating, Stephen. Um, they do all these really cool things, <laughs> you know. They have, <laughs> they have. Um, yeah, okay, let me put uh, some context to that because the, uh, it's not picking it up on the, on the mic, but my phone was vibrating. That's what she was referring to. Oh, yeah, you're vibrating, Stephen. <laughs> you're just, just radiating. <laughs> just, I can hear your phone. 
<laughs> needed a little context yeah. there. But anyway, so it was, yeah, sorry, I was a little distracted. Uh, plus my dog is kind of getting a little antsy. Um, so anyway, uh, the neighborhoods are, um, they are super, super cute here. Super cute neighborhoods. A lot of old historic homes that some have been renovated. And, and so I, I just adore what some of the neighborhoods are doing. Wonderful organization by the associations. They have wonderful street fairs. A lot of influence and influx of music from Nashville. And, yeah, just a lot of folky stuff, a lot of hipsters, at least the downtown area where I'm in. So, yeah, it's just, it's just it's just really sweet place, and it's just getting crazier. A lot of people rent my Airbnbs that say, you know, oh, we're from California, and we're just moving, and we're looking at places, and we're deciding if we want to be in Indy or Cincinnati and things like that. So I'm just like, oh, my God, it's starting here. In the next five years, it's going to be like Denver. <laughs> It'll be over. I'll have to move somewhere else and start over. Don't be Californian, Californicating indie, y'all. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess y'all don't say y'all don't say y'all in Indianapolis. Actually, I say, well, no, it's funny. We say it in. Um, I mean, I we say it in Denver. I do anyway. But but what I've noticed is people don't say howdy out here. So being called on native myself, you know, growing up with horses and friends have horses and ranches and stuff going into small towns and you know you say howdy and well at least i did and i would uh go into stores here i still say it and crack me up crack myself up i say howdy and people just are like hi <laughs> you know it's like so <laughs> like they don't get it so, i think it's funny so you howdy. don't you don't miss the the rocky mountain high then do you well, I would say if we're talking about altitude now, Stephen, yes, I do. <laughs> you keep berating yes, me. What I am I miss, doing? Well, because I don't know if you mean that you're talking about cannabis. You know, high cannabis get high. Like, I don't oh, know if that was a reference or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. legal in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. So, so do I miss that? No. But I do miss the Rockies. I do miss just the hot springs. And my husband still have family and friends there, so I will take another trip back soon. Awesome. Yep. Let's um, see if the guests are paying. Uh, the guests. Um, I, I use the word guests too much because of Airbnb. But let's see. <laughs> let's see. Everybody's a That's guest. A good one, yeah. Or huésped in Espanol. Huésped. Um, so the <laughs> tip number one, throw it out there. Keep keep our audience alive. Keep them, okay. Are they listening? Boom. Okay, get your pen out because we're gonna give these tips out throughout the show. So here's tip number one. Moving into the we're waiting into the top five. <laughs> we, well, let's let's drop one tip, and then we'll go into a little more talky talk, and then we'll drop another tip. Oh, you know, okay, we just okay. you know I randomly like, throughout. I like yourself, like even you know, it's yeah. different from my podcast. So you just gotta you just gotta keep me. I'm here. You just gotta keep me keep me posted. Okay, so. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you just want me to um, talk about my first tip, um, yeah. top five tips. This is the first tip to scale your biz, your Airbnb biz in under six months. The first one is have a clear approach a, or a clear strategy for that approach. Or it could be one, both of them, right? You want the clear approach, clear intention. Set your intention and accomplish the, these intentions or this, these clear little goals that you have uh, 
in baby steps. So I think the, the mind works better with little baby steps. It's like I can go to the grocery store, I can pick up the mail, I can feed the dog, I can take the kids to school. But when you say go start a business in six months, it, it, could, it might not get there, right? I, that's, this, that's not my theory. That's the theory that's out there amongst the, um, you know, the philo- philosophical uh, peaks that, that discuss, you know, right, goal right. setting and things like that. So, and how the mind works. But so, basically, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna have your Airbnb business, you need to understand your niche and what it is within that business you're going to be doing, and create a strategy around that that's very very clear. You sound like you had a question for me. Oh yeah, that's what I was uh, I was going to ask you real quick. So the like a baby step, for example, you would tell somebody. Don't just go spend all your money and buy a house and start doing it, right? Or just or start with a room or start with um, start renting at your house right. and stay at a hotel for a weekend or something. I don't well, know. Well, okay, yeah, okay, that's good because yes, I would I would say to them, you know, write down or tell me what your strategy is. What is your strategy? And if it was to buy a house and rent it out on Airbnb and just manage that. Um, that, and that was what they wanted to focus on was, was ultimately, you know, scaling their Airbnb business by buying houses, then I would, yes, I would start by saying, okay, well, let's take the first one and then we'll set a goal and we'll do the second one. But I think this also works if you're just, if someone just wanted to, uh, manage properties, you know, like, let's just say you wanted to double your double your business right but you didn't which would be mean that you're going to manage another property which doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go out and buy another house because that may not be your intention or your approach but let's just say you do want to scale your business but you you just want to manage someone else's property maybe let's say you want to pick up five properties so we just need to be very clear about what your strategy is. You'd be surprised at how unclear people are when they start. They say, yeah, I want to get into Airbnb. Okay, well, what do you want to do? You want to do arbitrage. You want to buy houses. You want to um, buy a duplex, rent one side long-term, rent the other on Airbnb. Do you want to just buy investment properties? Do you want them to be all over the country? Do you just want it one area? So. Right. Okay. We just need, we, it's a very simple step, and, and I just wanted it to be bite-sized for people to understand. Just set, you know, set your, set your intention for what you're doing, what's your game plan, set a clear approach. I want to go manage five properties within six months and have them, you know, manage other people's properties within six months. Or I want to go sublet five properties, you know, by October. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good approach. And and yep, and you start with baby goals. Yep. Right, because because it is it is a lot to bite off of if you're gonna you know go buy a whole house with the you never Airbnb before and all of a sudden I'm gonna do it and then um, you might find out you don't like it, right? Well, yeah, but like you know, even for you, you've done it, you kind of know, and so now you've got to say, well, what would be the easiest way for me to scale my business? That might be. Um, you know, for you to double your net worth, you could just buy another property. But now I would say to you, let's get everything in order for you to create the strategy around buying that next house. So you can be airbnb it by the time your goal is up. That is, that is great advice because I don't, I mean, we all, 
I listen to a thousand podcasts, and they always say write down your goals. And I just that's something I never just get around to doing the most simplest thing, and I just don't get around to doing it. And um, yeah, I can I can see myself getting on the treadmill a little bit, you know. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. So yeah, I think <laughs> we have to be disciplined to take this first step. And it's it's in my online course. It's one of the first ones. Um, it's actually uh, the first two of my tips are, are in the beginning of my course. But we really have to start off on a good foot, you know. Like this is this is going to be a big step for us and so we need a strong foundation so in order to do that like a, an architect uh, like a builder doesn't just build a house without or a building without an architectural plan That's so true. we need that we need we need to map it out first and then somewhere along the line someone had the dream like trump you know he's like i want to build the trump hotel or whatever he had that a vision in his head and the guy did it so just like um you know, we, that's probably not a good analogy for people ever. <laughs> but um, getting political but you know all of a sudden. Saying. But Just I'm kidding. saying people who, yeah, right. It's like if you if you want to if you want to do something, you got to have a you have to plant. It's a, in yoga we call it bija seed, and plant the seed. You the seed comes from somewhere. You have the idea, you have the dream, and now just create the baby steps and the, and to get to that to that end goal. So you got, you know, you got your, your, your dream right there and then you just break it down. What are some baby steps I can take to get there? And, you know, a clear approach. If you start going off in all directions, you know, you've, you got to back up again. You've done something wrong. You just, just pick one thing. Oh, I get, yeah. If you pick pick lots of things, it's going to be trouble. I get that shiny ball syndrome very much. Shiny red ball. And I just, everything yeah. looks cool. Oh, yeah, I want to buy one. Oh, I want to buy a house. No, I want to buy a condo. Oh, no, I just manage some other people's stuff. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's interesting. I have a, a client I'm working with right now, and there's just so many options. Do I get a duplex? Does he flip a house? Does he live there? Do, and I just said to him, okay, let's do this because we're not finding anything. And we'll keep going back and forth with what you want. You're not, you're not getting your bids on something. So let's. I meant to offer accepted. Um, and so let's just focus on one thing for two weeks. And then we did that. And then all of a sudden we switched again. And I'm just like, I think we're not finding what we want because I don't think he knows what he wants. He, he's open to so many different things. And so I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to have that conversation with your clients to say, look, we really, 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 really need to focus. Let's pick one thing. Let's exhaust that one thing until we say no. This is not what I want. So you just gotta, you like, know. And as a realtor, as a realtor, I'm kind of like a coach, you know. Also, so I'm, I'm, and I'm working for free, kind of thing, you know. So it's like, at some point, those are the clients that will work with with my assistant when she, as soon as she passes her real estate exam, because she needs the experience, and they're new new to investing, and and they need the experience. I'm used to. I went through right out of the gate working with experienced investors. Um, I had been trained by an investment team in real estate, so I I had that experience. But I would say that working with a new investor is really challenging. Yeah, exactly. So uh, step one would be, um, uh, you know, 
have a clear and um, I was going to say clear and present danger, clear, <laughs> a clear right. strategy. Yeah, a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so let's, let's let's just go into the next one. Then let's go. Why not? Okay. You know, sure. there's no rules here. Uh, step yeah, two. Yeah, because the next one is. Um, uh, this is top five tips to scale your biz in under six months is having the right mindset. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Now, you can you can have a clear strategy with a crappy attitude. <laughs> <laughs> However, that's not the point. The point is to stay positive and you know make attitude adjustments as needed, but keep uplifting yourself and others along the way and so you know I just think it's something where if you're if it makes you a little scared then that's okay again we can just take those baby steps make sure we're we're, we're doing what we what we really want to be doing we can adjust as we go but we, we really have to stay positive so what are some um, some ways that people could do that? You know, because like for example, on our over here on our end, me and Micah, my co-host, which ain't here today, but um, we do like a monthly um, a meetup, and we meet real cool people, and they tell us their stories, and you know, we kind of help each other out, and that that kind of helps us keep going. And even though you know, it, like you said, uh, management can be a beat down sometimes, but when you're like interacting with other people, that helps us. What are some tips and pointers you have to to keep that head right? Yeah, I, I think that's a great one, you know, involved in being around other uplifting people. But you can be in a meetup with people who are a downer. So oh, yeah. you've got to watch out. You got, We have to be discerning about the types of people that we are going to be around. You know, just like imagine, would you rather hang out with Tony Robbins or would you rather hang out with your best friend who's just going through a really hard time right now who's every time you're with them they're just devastated because they just broke up with their girlfriend you know what I'm saying (laughs) so it's like it's a hard one but it's real because it's like you want to be a support to your friend but you also need to take care of yourself so at least when it comes to business on business time we need to again be you know very um rigorous and Make sure that we have set aside our time for, uh, you know, exercise and um, our networking events. And when we're driving, we're making use of that either with some beautiful music that's that's uplifting and going to take us to a better place. Or we're on phone calls with, um, you know, your they, I've, I've heard uh, people do your top. 10 list, you know, make a call to one of your uh, people that you want to be around or, or work with. You know, I do podcasts with people I admire, and that's kind of one of the things that keeps me sane, you know, and I love hearing their inspiration. And I think you guys are probably similar with that. You, if you guys are, you stay in the business, you have fun doing it, you stay within, you know, stay in the Airbnb biz, you, you're on the no, you're in the know. And so I think um, it's really important, um, you know, eating right, all of the basic stuff. I guess they're very foundational to a healthy lifestyle. A mind, healthy mindset is going to happen with a healthy lifestyle. But even with a healthy lifestyle, it's going to be we're going to have our challenges. So, you know, make sure to um, what what I do is meditate. I do a lot of 
uh, I have a, a, a couple of mentor friends who, friends who are mentors as well, who I talk to to continue getting into a positive mindset and figuring out the strategy to do that, which, as you just said, was how do you do that? It's um, not focusing on negative things, breathing. It's not dwelling on things. Um, you know, if you have a lot of free time, start to fill that with other things. Don't watch a lot of TV because of programming, negative programming. So, you know, there's once you once we start to make the shift to the healthier things in our life, one more walk, um, again, breathe deeper and slow down when we need to. You know, these things are going to really affect us at a high level. They're, I think they're high vibrational ways of living. And, um, yeah, we just – I think this is probably the best tip that I have for staying positive, and it's put your big, big boy pants on or put your big girl pants on. <laughs> and it's like we need to grow up. We need to say, you know, it's okay. You can do this. And um, that was the other thing I wanted to to, to mention about this one was and, and don't be afraid you know life gets ugly sometimes so it's okay we don't have to judge it bad I think when we judge things bad that can get us into a negative mindset but if we just don't judge it bad then we just you know that happened okay I'm venting and I move on I don't hold grudges and I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty you know so I can if you know like with Airbnb management I'm the one that will Go over and fix the toilet if nobody else is around to do it. Him, uh, you know, I know how to do that. I know how to do a lot of things, and I've been training my assistant with that. I just gave her a pocket knife for um, <laughs> hmm. for graduating real estate school because I was like, "You're gonna need this, girl." You know how many boxes we open? <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta DIY it and um, stay positive while we do it. You know, you know, while you were saying all that, you know, um, given, you know, stay positive, don't dwell on things. And you were, you were, and you were just, you know, going on your, on your, on your tan, tan, (laughs) 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 no, no, but you had this like, like this real soothing voice and it's like, man, I I felt like I was like on, you know, like a therapist was talking to me and as it's like, wow, everything's going to be okay. You see, you have that vibe to you. I think that that makes <laughs> well, I no for real, that. and th- th- I think that's part of it. Like part of being a good, um, a, you know, I'll say you can be a coach. You, you coach people, you help people, right? I think that's part yeah. of it. Is you have a real soothing presence, and I, and it, it like I'm like wow, you know. I mean, I, I could imagine myself going to you, ah, this freaking Airbnb people are pissing me off, and the blah blah blah. Yeah, and you can just ah, just calm down, just you know, chill out. And, Thanks. And help, Steven. Help, help. I think you just got me on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> now help me yeah, fix this toilet well, over here. Um, right? No, well, when it comes to those things, I'm pretty calm. But, yeah, you know, when the police, when you get a call that, from the neighbor that the doors and the house is, Airbnb house is broken into, I, I've learned to calm, stay calm. We don't know what's going on. Stay calm and police will help and we can get through this. And it's just got to be done. And, Yay. And when I did show up at the house and the door was had just um, pushed open again, it wasn't really, um, it had, nobody had broken in. So I was like, see what happens when we're calm. I bet, I bet so. that, um, I'm just guessing here, 
But I bet your um your girlfriends you're you're their like go to whenever there's like a breakup going on. I don't know if that's a good thing, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a great you get, thing. You know, you can get Steven, you can get into a lot of trouble with your opinion. Okay, if there's one thing I've learned is that I no longer give advice to my girlfriends about their partners. I just don't do it. I don't get involved with that. That's if it's true. about them and what they can do for themselves, that's different. But honestly, I was like, I have seen my relationships kind of go south because I gave some input. They wanted it. They were vulnerable. I gave it. And it might have been sound advice, but they just, they, they're not in a place to be able to hear it. So I, I you know, it's just a, one of my hey, positives, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Let's bring it back on the rails. Follow my own advice, but you really do. Even when other people are going through the shit. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, we can say that. Even when people are going through the shitter, you know, you really, we just, we all have to stay positive for them and um, for ourselves because it's someone needs to hold the space. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Nailed it. Um, All right. Tip number three. Drum roll, please. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this one I really like. This one for scaling your business because you need a funnel. Okay? It's a really, really important thing that I learned from doing trying to do a lot of webinars. And it, those webinars did not work for me. However, once I got my real estate license and started doing real estate deals, I realized that I don't need, really don't need my my own funnel because real estate is the funnel. That is how I bring in money. Now, Airbnb, the app, is also another funnel. It's a money-making funnel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, if you're gonna, you you need your funnel. So, for those people out there who, you know, if you you buy a piece of property, you know that that has the potential to be a cash-flowing asset. So, once we get the property, once we get it going, then it can generate income, and that creates a stream, a funnel, for the money to come through. If we're using Airbnb, the, Air, the money can come through our house to us. If we are going to be uh, managing other people's Airbnb properties, then we still need other people's real estate assets. So whatever the model is, However, you're going to do this with anything, really. This applies to anything, even with coaching. Um, you need we need a funnel, and I, I tell my friend, my other friend, who's kind of a, a spiritual mentor, I'm like, you got to get your church, girl, get your church together, because <laughs> we all know that a, a, that a, a church, you know, a virtual, I mean, a um, a, a, a place like like if you if you have an actual location, a physical location for people to convene then they will, and that, to me, is is a funnel. Now, maybe that you could say that's a real estate funnel or something that's coming through the the property, but I think ultimately what we're saying is um, you could do that through, you know, a technology company, a company or a program or, um, you know, if that was, like, for example, Hostfully or Smart B&B, they have apps that bring in money through that, even though some of them are free services on there they have a way to bring in money through a service so um, the same goes for for funnel we need our funnel so once you've decided on um, 
um, your main funnel, which if it's buying houses or, you know, using Airbnb, which in this case it is, then we also need another funnel such as a blog, a website uh, to, to help connect us or social media to help connect us to receive business. So, yeah, like for me, my blog and my podcast help um, bring people in off the web to me and I have a way to capture them and talk to them through the, the app on my website and um, the message chat and they can send me emails or uh, reach out to me. I'm accessible to them. So I'm, I'm you know, and I have, uh, I can offer coaching so or I can be their realtor and so, or Airbnb realtor in this case. Okay. So well, there's there's different ways to bring it in. Mm-hmm. Let me expand on that real quick. You said you corrected yourself. Said Airbnb realtor. So what yeah. what is the difference between a regular realtor and an Airbnb realtor? Sure. Well, I sometimes work with people who have absolutely no interest in Airbnb, and so I have a you know buyers and sellers that I I work with as well. So I'm still a, a realtor in the realtor in the realist sense. I just. Uh, I just have a niche in the market that I call myself an Airbnb realtor. That's cool. So like, okay, I, of course I, I Oh, an Airbnb realtor, just, you know, Airbnb realtor. I mean that I am, you know, I work with Airbnb investors or investors who want me to then turn around and Airbnb their property or help them Airbnb it. Okay. So you'll find one that has the most Airbnb potential then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's that's what I was wondering too, because I have a you know I have a realtor. I, I have three houses myself. The first one I have is a long term renter, still there, been there like a couple years. They're paying every month, so whatever, cruise control. The second house I'm doing the Airbnb out of, and and that's what I was asking, you know. And when I was looking for the second house, in particular, I told my the realtor dude, and he's a real cool guy. He he does investing, and he he's all he's on like. 100 different houses and sold, bought, flipped, buy and holds. So he's 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 old school. He's done he's done been there done that. And so I was asking when I, when I was looking for the second house, I was like, "Oh man, will this one make a good like an Airbnb? You think it's you think it's over in this?" He's like, "Man, you kids with your what is this Airbnb? I have another client asking me if this is will this be a good Airbnb? I don't even know what that means. Just buy it, you know, live in it for he a year." He's not an Airbnb realtor. <laughs> but, but he's coming around. Isn't it? Can boon me. Yeah. I was I was giving yeah. mad props. He's a good dude, but he's uh, he actually bought yeah. a duplex in in Hearst, where where my other house is, and he's he's planning on Airbnb in it because he heard me and Micah's show, and he and, you know he knows me and Micah pretty good, so he's coming around to. Oh, I wonder if I can make more doing Airbnb. But at first he was like, "Why do y'all keep bringing up Airbnb? You just rent it like a regular rental." <laughs> yeah, I definitely hear that. So that's cool. I mean, you really you really um. You stand out by by saying that you're an Airbnb realtor, and if I was going to be a realtor, yeah. that's what I would I would definitely put that as a as a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, and, and let me ask you about funnel real quick again, if you yeah. if you don't mind me interrupting. Yeah. Okay, and I was, and when yeah, I was yeah. thinking about uh, what came to my head, and it's it's been in my mind a little bit. Airbnb is cool because, like, you know, I've, one of the one of the cool things, and and I've seen um older people older people. 
you know, the older generation, um, you know, at home by themselves, kids left, blah, 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 hardly visit. And they have this big old house, and, and some of them started doing Airbnb. And I thought, that's the coolest thing. If I could talk to a few senior citizens and just, um, you know, and maybe get their opinions, tell them what it is, tell them what it's about, and maybe they can start doing it out of their place, and I, would, I, I could run it for them. And, it, you know, it's a win-win situation. And by and the funnel would be like you know going to every old person's house and and asking them if they wanted an Airbnb <laughs> I guess until I get until I catch one in my well, way. Well, that would you know that would be I would say that would be your your niche you know working with el- the elders you know that would be more your niche. Old B and B, old B and B. Yeah, old school B and B. That would be more of your strategy, but your funnel would then be to um, you're obviously going to work with if you're a realtor or whatever but if you're going to do real estate with these guys but if you're just going to manage their properties you would then maybe do some social media targeted towards older people or a blog or get you know go to networking events with the older you know what i'm saying like you a, need a way to to connect yourself like, to the to the people like a telegraph or a passenger or messenger pigeon or something like that uh, yeah, you need, the funnel means that you just you you've already got your you know you know what you're gonna do, and now you need to start to bring in the clients, bring in the business to to bring the money down your funnel. Okay, I just want you to I just want people to kind of envision it like okay, this is this is this is, this, is a, this has movement to it. So by the time we know what we're gonna do and we've got a, a good mindset, we say okay, now we just need to figure out ways to bring in business and the other thing i wanted to say to this is for some of us some of those people out there that are just thinking i just want to co-host airbnb has the co-host option now so you know i put myself on there for indie and i get frequently asked by as i've gotten some clients is certain people will say hey can you host for so and so and then i'll ask them a few qualification pre-qualification questions see if I want to uh, list their space and then we'll go from there. So that would be one of my ways. That would be one of the things on step three. Awesome. So I'm bringing in, yeah, I'm bringing in clients to the, to the funnel. The other thing I wanted to say is make sure guys that everybody has a stable income to fall back on, you know, prior to trying to scale your business because we really need that stability first. And once we're there, then we can scale. Okay, and what's a good um, what's a good amount of stability? A good am- dollar amount, I guess. I don't. There's no dollar amount. You can do this on whatever it is, but stable just means you're able to save a little bit each each month. You're at the point where you're saving whatever ten dollars, twenty dollars, two hundred, two thousand a month, and you're paying your bills. Okay, that's stable to me. So, just not struggling. If, I mean, that's, some people can, some people can pay their bills and still be struggling. But I'm just saying, like, just, just, just have some foundation. If you have a job, great. If you don't have any job, any house, and you're just starting to, don't scale your business. Just work on one. <laughs> that's right. all I mean. Right. You know what I mean? Don't, don't worry about this particular. I mean, you can apply these tips, but to your life, but I don't think you need to be scaling anything quite yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so get your shit straight and then move on with yeah, it. Yeah, maybe that should have been um, point five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to number four here, if you don't mind. Okay, go over the first three real quick, just like the titles, and then number five. Read Number yeah, four. Yeah, top five tips to scale your Airbnb business in under six months. We start with strategy and clear approach. We, number two is mindset. Number three is have your funnel and all the little tools that go into your funnel. Um, blog, website, Airbnb, app. And, and number four is tools and team. So to help you, these are all going to help you automate and manage and maintain your business. Um, these are things that are going to make your life much, much easier when you start scaling. So I have a friend who scales, but he doesn't figure out tools and systems to help him scale while he's scaling. And now he's, he's I see him suffering sometimes and I don't want that, but, um, you know, I've, uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I, I'm a systems person and I just, I have to have it. I'm very organized and detail oriented. And so to me to be scrambling and running around is stressful and I don't like it. And so for me to have smart BNB and turnover BNB running my cleaners and running my communications takes, it does, it's basically having like having two assistants. Oh, so, okay. um, Yeah. Plus, I have uh, another assistant, and she's young, and she's just starting out, and so um, she'll do, uh, you know, she, she, I'm mentoring her right now. She's not in, we're not paying her the big bucks. Because, I mean, she gets paid for doing her turnovers, cleaning, but she's just, she's ambitious, and she wants to learn this information. So we can find people like that out there where we can pay them in one way, but they're learning the information first before we, you know, before, um, before they're a large expense to the company. That's a damn good idea. Yeah. Just thought I'd say that. I can't believe I thought of it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You got the power within, Rach. Come on. You got the power for the people. Yeah. Cool. So everyone does, really. Breaking into song, you know our friends. Um, I feel like uh, that was a. I feel like that was a serial commercial or, or a cartoon or something. You got the song? I don't know. Anyway, it could be. Yeah, uh, maybe our, cleaners. It was like a cleaning company, but anyway, a commercial. All right, what were you going to say? I was going to say real quick. Our friends uh, Kim and Ann. They actually they've been on the show a couple times. Awesome girls, and they um, they're out of indie too. So y'all, I'm going to definitely give you all their inf- give you their information. They're awesome. Yeah, because we're having a huge carb day party uh, for the Indy 500 on um, May 25th, and so they need to come. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they they are killing it in the Airbnb world. So I'll send you their info, though. They, I mean, because they're, they're down for okay. the, the meetups and stuff like that. I know you do that, that yeah. meetups, right? Yeah, this is an Airbnb. This is a carb day Airbnb host meetup, so it'll be fun. It's at the track. I mean, it's like two blocks from the track. Oh, badass. I've always wanted room, to go. Room. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> and so, and also, I want to touch on it real quick. Um, the turnover B and B, and smart B and B. Tell me what those do, because I just signed up for turnover B and B, and I haven't started using it yet, actually. Yeah, and I just did podcast with those. So the um, I listened to it. It was good. B&B, yeah, thank you. It was so great to have them on there because they have just saved my life. Smart BNB is a guy out of Europe, and he does. It's basically all auto, automating the communication. It's not perfect, you know. I still do like little follow ups and stuff, but man, it's it's great. Some days you just get a lot of weird 
questions or just a lot of chit chat and they just, you know, so you have to kind of respond. But for most of it, I don't, I can just observe it and the response goes out and when a person books or inquires or if they want to really check in and just automatically sends them an email, it's fabulous. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Turnover well, B&B. Turn, yeah, Turnover B&B automates your cleaners. Uh, it's an app for them to check in, get notifications when they have cleanings, that they have a cleaning coming up the next day. Um, they can use the app to check in, and then you know they're starting the clean, and then they can click that they're done with it. They can Then it'll send you that, and it'll automatically pay them if you want. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's cool. I can, yeah, yeah, that's great. And do they have it in Spanish too? No, lo, no lo sé. No, no, sé. no sabes. Lo siento, lo siento, hombre. Because a lot of the, I'm just saying, a lot of cleaners around here, you know, Mexicanas and you know. No, that's a good. Latinas. So if they if they made it in Spanish, it'd be it'd be great. It'd be very helpful. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But so yeah, I'm gonna. I just got on there and I'm gonna try it out. And actually, my wife does my turnovers for me, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, she volunteered for it because I wasn't—I was gonna—I make my wife clean the clean the Airbnb, you know. But she she saw that I was gonna pay somebody to do it. She said, like, "Oh, are you gonna pay somebody? Well, I can do it for, if you're gonna give me the money." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> keep the money in house, you know, as much as yeah. as much as we well, can." Well, well, that's the thing is when you know back to number one when you decide you want a business, you can write that in there or not. You can say, I don't want to be cleaning. And then you can make sure that you don't do the cleanings. Or sometimes you could um, do some of them. But then at least you have someone as a backup. I did one once and um, when my my wife was out of town with the baby in Mexico. And I'll never do one again. I was like, how the hell did she get this knocked out in three hours? So I, <laughs> Three hours? How many? How big is it? How big is the house? It's a three-bedroom house, about you uh, know, 1,800 square feet. And well, almost okay. almost a four bedroom because I put a some day beds in yeah. other spots. But but um yeah, but she did it. She does it with a, with a baby there, you know, a, a needy <laughs> little baby. And so I was doing it by myself, and I was trying to get all. Oh man, it was a mess. I was like, I barely got done by three o'clock. And after that, I changed the check 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 in time to four p.m. Actually, to give her an extra you know, give her an extra hour if she needs it. And so that's it's it's been great. I mean, we've still been booked up. No my, one's really. Hmm? Well, at least you're thorough. It sounds like my cleaner. She does it. She'll do a four bedroom with someone else in an hour. She's just really efficient, though. And we don't have a lot of stuff, so we keep it pretty minimal. That's good. And um, I guess you have sheets that she uses. You know, she just switches them out and boom, boom, boom. Why? Well, yes, we do. That's a great idea. But that's a different. But that's a different. Well, she still does the laundry, but that's a different podcast. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tools and team. All right. So we're moving along here. Did you want to go to number five, or do you want to touch more on on tools and team? Uh, let's see. No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> good tools, good team. Numero cinco, number five. Numero cinco. The the top five, top six to scale your Airbnb business in under six months is drumroll please <laughs> thank you persistence Tink. persistence persistence persi- I think it's persistence I think oh, you persistence. just keep doing it 
Yeah, no, it was no you joke. He built it all the way up, and he said, eh, persistence. Like, persistence. <laughs> persistence. Persistence. There's no way you can't you can't shout that. It's like it's it's persistence. You just you keep doing it. You keep until you know you know how long I've been doing my thing. You know, just years and years and years of of emerging, and you know it's finally dialing in. I feel like after so many years. So persistence, don't give up at the first sign of adversity. I know you can do this. I know anyone can do this. I have people that come back to me later and say, oh, I, I, thanks for that tip. I, you know, I decided to do that myself. They had no intention of doing Airbnb or anything. And then they just kind of shifted and had no idea they could do it. And then next thing you know, they're just, like, yeah, they got a couple properties, they're doing Airbnb, it's great, it's happening. And I got other people who are, you know, having to wait years, a year or two before they actually even buy the house. And they're just, you've got to, it's a slow process, but, but everybody can do it. And, yeah, I just, I think, don't give up. And, and, and yeah, don't, don't give up. And, you know, I automatically thought of this, too. There's going to be a lot of naysayers, right? A lot of people saying that you can't do it, that you're wasting your time. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Airbnb? Yeah. What about if an axe murderer goes and rents your place? You know, you get the whole thing. Yeah. And <laughs> now this is your, because um, I I work, I've, I've brought it up on the show before, but I work at this, uh, in a job environment, which is, um, uh, yeah, a lot of negativity going on there. And so that kind of that kind of brings me down. But I put my headphones on. I listen to the positive podcasts and stuff like that. Hear the Tony Robbins stuff, and um, and it helps me get through it. And and but like every, I I hesitate to even tell my my goals or dreams, you know, in front of people like that that are real negative because automatically they, they start. I don't know. It's it's the it's the crabs in the in the bucket, you know. One one tries to crawl out, and the other ones pull them back down. You know, it's 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 automatically like that. Yeah, well, remember you got to go back to the um, number three and two. You know, my, yeah, the mindset you got to be around those positive people, and you got to. So I should um, just I should just yeah. quit my job, right? Oh, I didn't realize it was your, that's what you were referring to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say yeah, like yeah. I mean, quit your job, Stephen. You don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not giving you advice. I'm just saying that, like, you're not doing anyone any favors by being miserable, okay? That's not what you're supposed to be doing on this planet. So why be miserable when there's something else better for you out there? You've got to, you've, I'm sure you've thought of your exit strategy, so... Oh yeah. See, I work at a at an airline, so I get flight benefits, and that that helps. I, I get to fly around the world for free, and um, nice. and so it, I only have three more years left that I can lock oh, in, well. like, and lock in those flight benefits for life. So I ah, oh. I can see the light. Well, you know, I think it's very courageous to have a goal like that. So. Um, and then I got to go here in a second and take the little puppy for a walk. She's just wanting it. She'll be out, aren't you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And um, and then, you know, I think it's very admirable to have that type of goal. But um, I think we, yeah. Because that's, that's not everybody can do that. Not everybody can stick with it like that, you know. So I think that's good. Very admirable of you. 
That's a good goal. Yeah, thank you. And um, so you're full time. And talk about per- and talk about persistence. I mean, that's persistence. That's freaking persistence right there. Um, so you're full time agent, and now you're coaching people, getting them yeah. on their Airbnb journey, and this is, you're doing something you love. And I mean, what else is better than that, right? Correct. But I just want to say, you know, thank you, you know, very much for holding space for me to 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 give you all the wonderful information that I have in my brain because I feel very honored to be speaking with you and on your podcast and yeah thanks so much oh the honor is on this side right here over here and uh okay where can folks find you real quick just tell them where to where they can find you sure so I am at rentalpreneur.com and that is like rental and entrepreneur combined into one word and it's r-e-n-t-a-l-p-r-e-n-e-u-r.com and they can also tune into my podcast at the Airbnb Entrepreneur on um, SoundCloud and iTunes as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, now, real quick, I just got to point something out. Entrepreneur is point like entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur is like the hardest word in the history of, of trying to spell a word, right? And then you went ahead and added another word to it. So, just <laughs> mad, mad yeah, I know. That's why. Trust me, there's been naysayers. They're like, Rentalpreneur is not going to be the name of your company later. And I'm like, and then, you know, and now I see all these different things that are like, um, you know, I have a bunch of other, I've seen it on the web and I've seen it on Facebook ads and stuff and they all have their own preneur, something preneur. I'm kind of like, see, you did it. And then, you know, so who knows? You were the yeah. original preneur, okay? I was the original, but and I did have a talk with Scott Shafford about it because he, you know, from Air DNA, and I said, "Dude, I got to tell you, I stole, I stole your name, Rentalpreneur. It was, it was available, the dot com." And he's like, "How'd you get that?" And I was like, "Well, because he used it. He's used that word, Rentalpreneur, first, but he never um, kind of he just he went the different he went the different route. So when I had when he moved to Denver, I had a little talk with him a couple times, and I was like. Yeah, I took that word. Sorry. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad you got it. So he's a cool guy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, th- thank you very much, Rachel, for hopping on Live, Let, Thrive. And, um, yeah, go go seek her out. She's a great coach, great therapist. If you, you're going through a breakup, hit her up. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, she's a great gal, and she's kicking butt at Airbnb and real estate and all that in Indy. So thank you very much, Rach. Thanks so much. So much. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. And that was Rachel Prince from rentalpreneur.com. Great guest. And uh, we're glad to have her. Yeah, hit her up. Send her a message. She's a, she'll, she'll holler back at you right away. And um, this is a good show. Some good tips, good pointers. I hope you all had a pen out or writing them down. And um, yeah. Thank you for listening to Live, Let, Thrive, and thank you for spreading the word. We keep growing and growing like crazy, and hopefully Micah can be back next week, and we'll have another great show for y'all. So hit us up, liveletthrive.com, liveletthrive at gmail.com, and um, all the other spots, you know, phone number, all that stuff. Hit me up at my cell phone if you want. It's going to be on the show notes. So, yeah, check out the show notes, check out the show, spread the word. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. 
Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.